You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? For lack of a better word, it's good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up. All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, a show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And happy Wicked Wednesday, everyone. Hope that the hump day of the work week is working out for you and you're having a great week so far. Hopefully it's a profitable week and a lot of opportunities are coming to the table for you. Uh, Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Luis Velasquez and you'll get a front row seat to my insight rants personal endeavors, so on and so forth. It makes, at times, it makes for interesting reading, uh, listening, and viewing. Uh, You can listen to Money Never Sleeps Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, on TuneIn. That means that you can go to Amazon Echo and just say, play Money Never Sleeps Radio, and it'll come on. Uh, Google Play Music, I I believe they have... um, they have uh, something as well for that, uh, Player FM, and many more. You know, we're expanding our reach. Uh, you know, we are a global show, so we're expanding our reach globally, and we're going to be adding a lot, a lot of elements as we move forward to appeal to that. Because I think that being uh, well informed of what's going on in business all over the world, and maybe some ge- geopolitical issues that may be coming to the table, is um, is important. You know, like you have um, what happened, you know, what what President Trump uh, just uh, proposed, which hopefully it does pass, uh, it's going to be replacing NAFTA. Okay, he, you know, people doubted that he would make a deal with Canada, you know, because of how things were going. But it's all about making deals. It's about wheeling and dealing and make it work, making it work for both parties. And it looks like he's done that. Uh, the United States... Mexico-Canada Agreement, USMCA, that's what it's called, and uh, it hopefully it does pass. You have some people that think that the USMCA is just another version of NAFTA, just worded differently. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen the document. Uh, when people start seeing the document, then I guess that information will come to the forefront, and we'll be able to see more about it. You know, but I think it's a good thing. You know, trade relations between Mexico, the United States, and Canada, you know, it's it's good business. Uh, it's good business. And I know the next step is going to be China because, you know, we all have to trade. All these countries have to trade with each other in order to, 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 to keep the world moving, right, to keep business moving. No one wants to stop business. No administration wants to start business in any country. They don't want to stop business. They want to keep business going. But it has to be fair. And I think that what's happening now, that this is going to be fair. I think that this is going to be something that will allow for fairness in trade for the United States, for Mexico, for Canada, for any other country that we are dealing with. So, uh, again, you know, people doubted it was going to happen. It, it it has been brought to the table. I look forward to, you know, getting a synopsis of it at some point so I can take a look at it. You know, but, again, it, it should be... Um, it should be uh, interesting. I think it'll be good for business in general. I think the markets are going to respond favorably to this as they begin to understand more and more what's entailed. 
uh, you know, the auto the auto industry is going to benefit because if this would have taken place, if they would have had, uh, there would have been a trade war between Canada and the U.S., you know, you have a lot of uh, automakers that have, you know, because General Motors is right across the, the, the headquarters is right across the, the water, the river from Canada. So they have a lot of operations going on there in Canada. So it would have, it would have jacked up the price. And, you know, to buy a cheaper car, you know, people are in a budget to buy a cheaper car, it would have cost them more. So I'm glad that this is taking place and let more fair trade happen between, you know, the EU, between the, the, the UK and the US, between China and the US, between Japan and the US, you know, just in general. Fair trade. Fair free trade. Uh, but fair. More fair than anything. But, you know, it, it, again, it should, um, it should have a positive impact on the U.S. economy and beyond. Uh, I want to talk about housing. I spoke about it on the last show. Uh, basically, you know, there's been a decline. Uh, some areas, you know, some areas of the United States feel it more than others. You know, you look at New York City. There's been a decline in luxury housing over the past couple of years and more so this year. Uh, now it's starting to trickle down to the mid-range and the lower end of the market, and that means a lot. You have the inventory is blasting. They're building and building and building. All these condos are going to be coming available, and you have oversupply. You have too much supply. The demand is not there at those price levels, so these prices are going to come down. And what's going to wind up happening that these developers that thought they were going to have, you know, a windfall, Maybe you know getting choked out, and you know unless they want to hold on to these units until everything turns around in the next couple of years. Who knows? Who knows? But I know that you know what's happening in in housing, and this is why it's going to impact the builders in a negative way. Uh, you have the the increased price of um, supplies from from timber on down okay copper so on and so forth so it's costing more for them to build okay and if the luxury end is declining what winds up happening you know they have to go to the mid-range they have to go and try to tackle that market you know they want to you know create new developments and there, there's a need this is the, the, the crazy part of it all there's a need for new developments okay because there is a demand now you have you know, uh, existing housing, which has come down, but the demand, it's, the, the demand is greater. The sales have come down. The only reason the sales have come down is because people are afraid to move for a number of reasons. They may have bought their house at the higher end, okay, of the market, and now the market came in a little bit, so they don't want to sell. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to break even. They'd rather just stay put. Because where are they going to go? They're going to sell that, lose money to go buy something else. So they're going to stay put. So the demand uh, for these homes is 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 there. However, you know, on the luxury end, it's definitely slowing down across the board. On the mid-range uh, end, you have a demand, but you know, people aren't really moving. You know, so developers want to develop and they want to. Uh, service that market, but they can't service the market uh, at those price points, and that's when you—that's when you have all these problems. That's why you—you you have a lot of these um, these um, the, the these housing development companies. You have you know like um, that are that are going to be facing some some hard times in, in the near future, you know, and it may create an opportunity for you know for for 
someone to buy into the company, you know, buy stock in, in, in the company when, when the stock price starts coming down, which more than likely will happen. I don't care if it's KB. I don't care if it's, it, you know, whatever, whatever, um, whatever home, um, uh, a uh, home developer may be out there that's publicly traded, they're all getting impacted. Unless you are innovative and you have something new that is basically catering to the affordable housing market, okay, and that's going to be a big thing. I spoke about that before, smart technology and uh, modular and, and things of that nature are going to be coming into play, and we'll talk more about that on on uh, future episodes i may even dedicate a whole show to that because i have a lot to say about that uh, but i have to, i want to move on uh to uh what's going on in digital advertising you know for the longest time advertisers you know madison avenue which is not madison avenue anymore but just for the for the purpose of this show madison avenue they've been pouring money into facebook and google for the longest time and now it's you have ad week going on in new york okay so now there's a new powerful player you have other digital avenues where advertisers can go advertise okay you know you got twitter you got facebook you got google of course but now you have the big the big elephant in the room it's called amazon okay the way they structured everything with the amazon prime and and amazon itself and everything else they have created an advertising maven okay you know where you're going to have opportunity to actually reach a target market to the point and advertisers are gobbling this up and they're going to they're going to give facebook and google a run for their money you know with as far as things go okay and sticking on the topic of of amazon you know amazon they did something which bernie senator bernie sanders was very happy about uh he they raised uh, bezos he raise across the board the minimum wage to $15 an hour across the board okay you have companies like you know Walmart they raise their minimum wage i think to 11.50 and target to $12 something like that or, or it could be vice versa and other retailers had to go up their minimum wage the minimum wage in, in federally in the US i think it's 750 8 bucks something like that so they're they're raising their game okay what this is going to do Okay, and, and and again, this minimum wage for Amazon, don't get it, don't get it twisted. It's not just for full-time employees. It's for part-time, full-time, seasonal. Doesn't matter. Okay, they this this is raised for everyone. Okay, so this is going to put pressure on Target, Walmart, and all retailers. Don't do not underestimate the impact that this is going to have. It's going to have a big one. This is going to impact all fast food franchises from McDonald's, Wendy's, Subway, Dairy Queen, Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, a.k.a. that's going to be known as Dunkin', Tim Hortons, Starbucks. You know, it's going to impact all these franchises because you're hiring people. So where's someone going to go? If they can go work for Amazon for 15 bucks, why are they going to work for you for 11 all right, so this is where it gets interesting. I think that Amazon, they raise the game, and a lot of these retailers are going to, they have no choice but to raise their game. And what's going to happen is it's going to start impacting their bottom line. I don't know how it's going to impact Amazon's bottom line because for all we know, they haven't disclosed this, but Amazon, their minimum wage right could have been for all these years $15 an hour, which I wouldn't be shocked. 
Okay, so with them, I think they're safe. And I think that their margins are safe. Now, Target, Walmart, other retailers, all these fast fruit franchises, the McDonald's and Wendy's, their margins, not so much. If you have to go and pay more out to your employees by a good 30, 35% more to your employees, okay, that's, that's additional, that's money that's coming from your bottom line. So at the end of the day, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt them. It's gonna hurt them. It's gonna hurt the, you know, it's gonna hurt the stock, I believe, at some point. Okay. Um, so I think that, uh, it's again, Amazon, they do what they do. Jeff Bezos does what he does and he changes the game and that's what happened. Um, all right. I want to talk about autonomous vehicles. You know, that arena is heating up in a big, big, big way. Uh, General Motors just yesterday, they laid down the gauntlet to secure their automotive dominance. And they teamed up with Honda to ramp up their their self-driving vehicles, okay, which is the GM Cruise. Um, And they want the deployment. And they want to ramp everything up so quickly that their deployment can be as soon as sometime in 2019. And that's fast. Okay, this is going to put tons of pressure on Google and other companies in this arena. And look, technology is as a, as is at the front front, the forefront of it all. Okay, don't discount that because in the end, technology is what's going to change industry, all industry. Okay, so this GM Cruise, uh, Honda, they invested about seven hundred and fifty million dollars into it. That makes GM Cruise worth about fourteen point six billion and growing. All right. They're going to change the game. They're looking to do it, and all these other car companies are going to have to step up. Okay, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And now, staying on the topic of technology, okay, uh, blockchain. Look, it's a key component. I've been saying it for I don't know how long, (laughs) a long time. But it's a key component component to transparency in business. Uh, I believe that, that more and more companies will start utilizing it. I think that we're going to see a lot of companies incorporating this into the mix as they're they're trying to become more efficient. They're trying to be they're trying to cut expenses. They're trying to be more transparent. They're trying to mitigate their losses. And blockchain technology can do this, and it can add value to any industry. And this is one of the key things with blockchain. When you when you hear the word blockchain, people automatically think Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. No, 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 no. Blockchain is blockchain. Okay, cryptocurrency is a layer on blockchain. They use blockchain to go and and um and and run their network. That's what it comes down to. Okay, and on you know, so they're gonna you know these companies are gonna be looking to mitigate their losses, uh, create value, and this is just the beginning of an evolution that will continue for some time. You you can bet your bottom dollar on that, you know. But don't make don't make the mistake of if someone changes their name to blockchain to jump on top of it. You have to see what they're doing. How are they innovating? What are they going to do? How are they going to go and make a make an impact? Don't be one of those investors that go and run to the table as soon as somebody you know, uh, throws a cookie there. Okay, you want to make sure that you know what you're getting involved with. Okay, and just uh, on cryptocurrency, you know, um, you have a coalition that's being put together, and let's see how you know they're going to lobby. 
uh, Congress and you know Washington to try to bring more regulations to the table to make everything cleaner. You have certain um, you have certain platforms that are that are exchanges, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges that are starting to allow other cryptocurrencies to be um, um, basically uh, traded on there. So they're going to start on onboarding those deals that that I guess that meet their criteria and meet the regulations that aren't there. There are no regulations, but they're looking to do that. You know, I guess because you have so many ICOs that are coming out, and um, again, a lot of these these platforms, these projects are not even they not they didn't even start yet. It's just a white paper and an idea. Okay, I have a lot of ideas. You have a lot of ideas. Everyone has a lot of ideas. Okay. But an idea without action, an idea without things happening is just an idea. Okay, so, you know, I, I prefer seeing things that are out already. Okay, and if they're that, that committed to the technology, then start building it. What are you waiting for? You're waiting for, to fill up your pockets before you build it? You know, that to me is ridiculous. So build it, they will come. You build it, they will come. You look for money beforehand, then you're gonna have people jumping in and spending their their billions and billions and billions and, and pouring it into these ICOs. And they're gonna wind up losing their shirts. Okay, that's that's my opinion on it. Okay, so you got to look at what you're getting involved with and just make sure you're making the right decisions. You know, you need the utility. Without the utility, I always think that a crypto is worthless. Worthless without the utility. You need a use beyond it being a a coin. All right. Anyway, that's it for this Wednesday. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for the next segment of Money Never Sleeps Radio. As I said, we're going to start ramping up, making the show better and better, and bringing on guests and making more interesting. All right. Until then, I want you guys to have an awesome day and an awesome trading day, and hopefully it's profitable for you. Take care. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? Oh, let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.